Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, the Canadian and Mexican borders remain closed. But wait, it's only the border that's closed. You can still get into the two countries by air. What? And you'll be masking up on planes and trains until January. We untangle the details next. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we explain some important details of pre-travel COVID testing and talk about the hotel pizza scam. Clayton Whitehead is here at 335 to share some of his observations from recent travels. How are people responding to the COVID surge around the country? We have a report along with Clayton's farewell to a fellow traveler. Rental cars remain a huge challenge all over the country. Pricing is ridiculous. Availability is tight. Travelers are going to great lengths to just get around. We have a few tips for you coming up at 350. Helping you make your way through a travel world filled with obstacles. We are the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Welcome, welcome again to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys here on a Sunday afternoon, 3 to 4 on KFBK. Thank you for joining us. I'm Tom Romano along with Mark Hoffman. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Uh, And uh, Mark, it's uh, good to see you again. we got a great show ahead of us here. Glad to see that uh, the air has cleared somewhat, even though the fire is up Highway 50 uh, in that area and so forth, and up north is still uh, a considerable problem. You know, the, I don't know what the status is now, but the KFBK FM transmitter, 93.1, which is up in Pollock Pines, uh, I don't know, last report, the fire was two, three miles from the transmitter. Uh, as far as I know, Luis, we still good on the FM? Updated 5, my friends, will let you know what's going on. And, of course, if you listen to 1530 AM, that, of course, is where KFBK has always been. So you've got an alternate there. So, But anyway, we got our fingers crossed and hope that uh, that uh, the transmitter doesn't get burnt down. That would be a horrible situation. In the meantime, here we are, ready to make you a smarter traveler. What do you say, Mark? Well, uh, it's nice to see you, too, Mr. Romano. We are... Um at my office, we are rapidly prepared. We've sent our annual tour catalog to press. It's about half the size that it would normally be. Uh, somewhat of a conservative um, edition this time around, hoping that travel will resume and that we can add some things to the schedule later on. But uh, uh, next weekend, a whole bunch of sports leisure travelers will gather at the KVIE studios to pick up their new catalog and learn a little bit about some of the tours uh, coming up. For next year so people are traveling uh with the covid situation it requires a little bit of precaution depending on what part of the country that you're going to depend will tell you how much or how little precaution will be shared by the people around you uh, clayton whitehead is here he was up in michigan uh last week and he is 
uh, here to report a little bit on what's going on there. We have a group in Maine right now trying to dodge a hurricane. So besides COVID, um, there's all kinds of other fun things to deal with in the in the uh, right. the travel world. We've messed up our planet, so now we're getting hurricanes to places that don't normally get hurricanes. But nonetheless, uh, people have started traveling again, and it's a little complicated. And it takes you got to want to travel, and like we've talked about before. Um, the F word is really in play. If you're not flexible in your travels, then you need to stay home right now because there are a lot of, especially people shortages in a lot of places, impacting a lot of different things, sometimes on very short notice. So uh, if you've been to your favorite local restaurant and gone in and had them say, well, there's a two-hour wait, you say, well, but half the restaurant is empty. Well, yeah, but... We don't have anybody to work the other half of the restaurant, so that's why. There you go. Yeah, nobody sees that there. a lot. Yeah, and that's that's a problem. The airlines are finally admitting that uh, some of their problems recently. They've tried to do a tap dance around it, but they're finally admitting Southwest last week after some pressure from their unions admitted that uh, they were operating shorthanded. The problem mostly is on the ramp. The problem isn't as much. Sometimes they're, they're, they're down pilots and flight attendants, and, and that is part of the problem. But the biggest problem is the internal stuff where they just physically can't turn a plane around. You've got to take the baggage off a plane. You've got to put the baggage on a plane. You got, There's a lot of other things you've got to do from the time that the plane pulls up and stops and you open it up till the time that you seal it up and it backs off again. And that requires people to do that work, and right now, there just aren't a lot of people available to be able to, to enough people to do that. Uh, some folks say, well, when the uh, when the free unemployment money stops at the end of September, that that will change. But a lot of states stop that during the summer. So in a lot of places, that's already gone. And the places we're missing people, I mean, we don't have enough school bus drivers. We don't have – there are lots of jobs that, that pay really good money that – are going unfilled right now so we'll see what happens over the next few weeks but tourism is really uh suffering right now and i guess it's a good thing that everything isn't back open because if it was there wouldn't be enough people to accommodate all the folks who want to go places so the end of the summer is probably a good thing uh, for the tourism industry both it could use a little bit of a break because a lot of people are really not paying a lot of attention to things they should be with covid and also a lot of folks are really overworked right now so anyway, that's a long, a long dissertation that you probably weren't looking for. Well, no, 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 no. Good stuff. All right. At the top of the Travel Guys radio program, we usually bring you up to date on what's been going on in the travel news. And with it, once again, here's Mark. What do you got for us today, buddy? Well, Tom, the, uh, the U.S. has extended the ban on non-essential travel along the Mexican and Canadian borders. Um, this is kind of complicated. Uh, what it means is that if you live in Mexico or Canada, you are not welcome here right now on non-essential travel. It has nothing to do with people from the United States going to Mexico or Canada. Uh, Canada opened their border, if you remember, to U.S. citizens on the 9th of August. So you can travel to Canada. You have to be fully vaccinated. You have to take. You have to have a test within 72 hours of your arrival. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, more about that in our second segment today. But uh, if you have those things, you can go to Canada, and as a U.S. citizen, you can come back home. So this is. You can also fly into Canada or Mexico. It's just the actual physical border that is closed. I really personally thought this would open up um, this month, but that of course was uh, a 
couple hundred thousand COVID infections ago. So I guess I'm not surprised that uh, people are being careful. The Canadians have brought their vaccination numbers up. They are letting U.S. citizens in for the tail end of the tourism season here. We have a couple of groups headed to Niagara Falls in a few weeks, so uh, we'll be able to give you a firsthand account of how that is going. I mentioned that Southwest Airlines frontline workers uh, started to give the airlines some real grief. In fact, they threatened to picket over Thanksgiving and Christmas, which would really be incredibly bad timing if you're an airline, especially considering all the problems that they have currently. Southwest then came back and said, all right, look, um, this is our fault. We're sorry about this. Um, I don't know if that made everything everything perfect with the unions, but at least they took responsibility for it. The unions backed off on the picketing idea. Southwest is now offering their own employees a $300 bonus if they recommend someone who -hmm. comes to work at Southwest. So you wouldn't even have to go to work anymore. If you just had enough friends you could recommend to work, you could probably make (laughs) your money that way. But right now, it's the reason that a lot of these flights are not making it out is not only a combination of a lack of people to fly the planes. They can only fly so many hours. They have to have so much time off between flights, just like bus drivers and other people who run uh, transit-type uh, things. So it, it's it's a very complicated situation, and right now they just don't have enough bodies, and a problem that exists all over the place. American Airlines has extended their ban on alcohol you cannot uh, bring alcohol, nor will they sell you alcohol in the main cabin. That, coincidentally, is going to extend until January 18th, which is the same date that the mask extension was made to. And this announcement was made on the same day. I wonder if that was a coincidence. I think probably not. Uh, probably the airlines, not. Hmm. The airlines are really trying to send you a message, and that is don't get drunk and get on the plane and cause a problem over masks because they're just not going to tolerate it. And I think the airlines are kind of tightening up things a little bit more. And we're seeing fewer, at least for the last couple of weeks, situations of people behaving badly on planes. I think the airlines are trying to cut some of those people, cut some of those situations off at the kneecaps before they get on the plane. We told you last week about a old train, a cog railroad in Colorado that had resumed service, one of Mm -hmm. two cog railroads in the country. This week, we tell you about a brand-new train route in the United States. It is through, also involves the Rocky Mountains. The Rocky Mountaineer, which is a Canadian rail company, has debuted the first-ever luxury train journey between Denver, Colorado, and Moab, Utah, which is the gateway to all of the uh, national parks in Utah. It's an overnight trip. You get off the train and stay in Glenwood Springs. It is starts at, hang on to your hats, $1,250 per person. Double occupancy. Train travel is not cheap. Maintaining trains and the tracks they run on for private train service is not inexpensive. So that's why this is uh, going to be kind of an interesting experience. It'll be upscale. It's going to cost a little bit of money. But uh, you can look forward to stellar views of the Colorado River, the canyons, mountains, rock formations, and much more thanks to Rocky Mountaineer's glass-domed seats. So brand-new train route between Denver and Moab. In the United States, if you're a sports leisure traveler, it will be on our. It'll be in the tour catalog. We were just talking. About. Oh, look out! Congratulations to Caroline Batetta. She from uh, California Tourism. Visit California President Caroline has been for a number of years. She has been appointed to the U.S. Department of Commerce Travel and Tourism Advisory Committee. So, congratulations to 
Caroline on that, which gives her an opportunity to have more input on big tourism decisions that are made around the country and therefore give more California input on those decisions. Airlines are offering free changes on all Hawaii flights as people bail and get a little bit worried about this latest round of COVID. A lot of folks are looking to change their itineraries. The airlines, most of them now, are offering free changes once again if you want to bail and go to Hawaii at another time. And finally, uh, if you are a football fan and you were a fan of the Raiders and you followed them to when they went to Las Vegas, you're going to have to be vaccinated in order to watch home games at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. You will also have to uh, wear a mask as it stands right now. So uh, something that's kind of catching on around the country. So if you're a Raider fan in Las Vegas, you will, re- you will need a vaccination in order to be able to see your favorite team in person this year. And that's your travel news for today. There you go. I wonder, uh, you know, because there's a lot of football teams that will be starting up. Uh, it will be going to be a variety of different regulations. Uh-huh. Now, the the Raiders' new facility is indoors, even yeah. though it's really big indoors. Uh, I think that may be a, a big part of why they're requiring uh, requiring the masking. But uh, good for them. It may. There are some other NFL teams that would be in the same situation mm-hmm. so we'll we'll just wait and see it really um I, I know there are two sides to this issue but increasingly um in order to go to a public place and share a public event with other members of the public the two-thirds of us approaching two-thirds of us that are vaccinated would like the other th- would like to know that the other people around us are equally protected so that we don't have to be concerned so it's uh I don't know how we're going to resolve this, but it looks like the way it's going to be resolved, perhaps, is that the people on the without a vaccination will be on the outside uh, looking in, at least for some entertainment venues, it appears. Links to the, the uh, a lot of the things that we talk about, as well as our special guests, can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. Take a short break. Coming up, our Smarter Traveler segment. We're going to explain uh, more about uh, pre-travel COVID testing, things to think about. Be prepared ahead of time when you travel. Also, something I'm very interested in. I don't know what this is. We'll both find out together. The hotel pizza scams. Next, here on The Travel Guys. I'm on travel, travel, travel. We are the travel and entertainment guys. Mark and Tom here with you. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Tour preview day next Sunday. Uh, is uh, you mentioned Mark earlier that uh, you guys will be previewing your new catalog. Yep. Uh, for those that uh, are maybe new to this program uh, and are going, gee, uh, can I go to that? Uh, what's the what's the protocol in regards to being able to attend your? It your costs travel? ten bucks, which we donate to charity. Uh, it's an hour and a half program. You can. There's still openings on for the two thirty uh, presentation. You can call our office on Monday at uh, 916-361-2051 if you would like to come. We also have a grab-and-go option, so you can donate 10 bucks to charity, come up in your car, pick up a, a copy of the catalog, and not have to intermingle with any of the great unwashed. Um, mm-hmm. So there are two options there. <laughs> I have uh, a guys... whole... Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm not done. <laughs> I was going to say, I would imagine most of the folks that come to your, your preview day and so forth who are sports leisure travelers are 
clearly multi-washed and, and vaccinated and, and so forth. But I understand. Okay, let's move on. I was referring on. more to the staff. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, let's see here. We've got three or four things uh, to cover. Uh, nothing got as much response from our listeners as the segment we did two weeks ago on housekeeping. In the 10 years this program has been on the air, nothing has elicited as much response, particularly after the fact, um, oh. as the housekeeping uh, thing. We took a few calls. We probably could have talked about that for a, for a long time. But I will tell you that every single person who responded by email, and there was more than a handful of them after the show, um, were in favor of being able to have housekeeping on a daily basis. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Marilyn, summed it up uh, really. She hit the nail right on the head. I could have written this myself, so I'd like to share what she wrote. Uh, uh, okay. Hello, Mark. Didn't get a chance to call your radio show, but wanted to comment on the housekeeping issue. I travel with Sports Leisure two or three times a year as well as on my own from time to time and want to give you my thoughts. Do I want housekeeping daily? My answer is an emphatic yes. This is the best part. I can stay home and make the bed and clean the bathroom for free. If I'm spending $200 a night, I want maid service. It's part of the experience. Listen, hotels. It's part of the experience of staying Very in a hotel. Good. If the hotel yeah. is not going to provide the service, then they need to discount their rate. And a measly 10 or 15 bucks is not enough. I would want to see a $50 credit daily, and I would want to be and I would be more than happy to stay at one of their competitors who does provide the service. Wow, way to yeah. go. Way Good to job, go. Job Marilyn, yeah. She, yeah, she Marilyn nailed, nailed it. She nailed that one. All okay. right, let's uh, a couple other things here. COVID testing. Be really careful. If you are going, for example, uh, to Canada, as we are taking some folks uh, over the border to Niagara Falls uh, in a few weeks, if you're going to Canada, Canada's rule is has to do with, and every every place is different, you've got 72 hours, your test has to be taken within 72 hours of when your plane departs, when your plane mm-hmm. arrives in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you making a connecting flight and you have a long layover and therefore that would impact things? So for yeah. Canada, it's the time it's it's it, the, 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 the catch time is the time of your takeoff flight of the last connecting flight. So if you're going on a nonstop, the time it takes off, if, if, if it's a connecting flight, then the time that's connecting flight takes off. Every situation is different. So that's why I bring your attention to this. If something somebody says you have to test and there's a time limit, make absolutely certain you've got that time limit down. Is it Eastern time? Is it Pacific time? Is it whatever time that it's supposed to be? Because <laughs> there are there is more than anecdotal evidence of people arriving at a destination and being a few hours off with their test and not being allowed to go in or having to have additional having to jump through additional hoops to get through. So just be really careful. On that COVID stuff, if you're getting a test to make absolutely certain, and the other thing is you've, of course, got to have your results back in that 72-hour window also. So we Mm -hmm. have Labor Day weekend coming up. Make sure that if you're testing over that weekend that it's with a company that can get those results back to you in that time. Okay, Uh, let's see here. A couple of other things I've got. Uh, The pizza scam. We've got to talk about the pizza scam. Uh, this comes when you're staying in a hotel, particularly that has outside entry to the street, where people can access your door. People can go by, and they can put a flyer under your door or stick it in your door, something like that. This is the way this mm-hmm. works. They put a flyer under your door that says, hey, pizza delivery. 
You say, hey, well, I'm hungry. I'd love to support a local place. I'll get a, I'll buy a pizza from them. You call them up on the phone. You order. You give them their, your credit card information. They say your pizza will be there in 20 minutes. Your pizza shows up in 20 minutes. It's delivered right to your door, and you think everything is fine, and then charges start showing up on your credit card, except you didn't sh- call the pizza company. You called some guys who then went and bought a pizza and brought it to you in order to make it look like in order to make it look like that you actually called a pizza place and so not to alarm you that your credit card information has now been stolen and is being used all over the place. So be careful with a flyer stuck under your door, particularly if you have outside entry at hotels. That's a Mm -hmm. sign that you may be about to be scammed, even if it's a company that you know. Domino's Pizza. And you say, well, there's no harm in this, except the number that you called wasn't Domino's Pizza. So when that flyer comes under the door, if you absolutely have to respond to it, do your homework and make sure that you know that the pizza you're ordering is actually the pizza that you're going to get. Wow, that's great. I never even would have thought of that. I could have been scammed quite easily. Okay, we continue on. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Clayton joins us next here on the Travel Guys. Hey there, it's Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And and with us on today's show, Clayton Whitehead, road reporter, part of the Sports Leisure family team for decades uh here to talk about some some recent travel and uh, make you a smarter traveler mark what are we going to talk about today well um clayton has just recently been out on the road uh took a trip through the upper peninsula of michigan also known as the up um sandwiched by a stop in green bay and a stop on mackinac island and so i thought it would be interesting to hear from clayton uh as a someone who is leading a group of people through that area, what he found in terms of how his travel the same, different than it might be uh, here in California. Well, Clayton, welcome to the Travel Guys. Thanks, Mark and Tom. Great to be back. So you headed off to Michigan and uh, the UP of Michigan, which is not a place that a lot of people go to, the Upper Peninsula, just kind of an interesting spot. You went to Green Bay, you went to Mackinac Island. Um, how did it go and what was kind of the, what was the, the COVID attitude or the COVID temperature along the way? Well, the trip went really well. Um, It was bookended by people who seemed to be particularly COVID sensitive. Uh, In Green Bay, the protocols were pretty strict. Of course, that's the state of Wisconsin. And on Mackinac Island, which floats out in the middle of Lake Huron, a part of the state of Michigan, again, I felt that people were very, very sensitive to COVID with lots of mask wearing, especially when you were indoors and witnessing restaurant servers masked or, or the kitchen staff, if you were able to, uh, to grab a view of the kitchen. In between, going across the uh, northern part of Michigan's Upper Peninsula, that would be along the south shore of Lake Superior, I didn't really get the feeling that anything was different from the last time I was there two years ago or prior. Um, it seemed to be pretty much business as usual. But counterbalancing that is the fact that it is an extremely rural area, and there's lots of outdoor spaces. Uh, because we had a little bit of rain, though, and were sometimes forced to go indoors when we were actually planning to be outdoors, I was certainly sensitive to the fact that restaurant cooks and or servers, people in gift shops, be they the employees or be they the visitors, were largely unmasked. 
My group was masked, though, I can assure you, and uh, we just sanitized, sanitized, sanitized every time we changed positions. In fact, I was always walking around with a, uh, a pint bottle of sanitizer in my pocket. Uh, so if, even if I just ran into one of our folks on the street or if we came upon a public restroom or whatever, I was at the ready to, uh, to have my sanitizer and my wipes and whatever else at the ready. It's tourist season. I mean, basically, uh, folks don't wander onto the, the upper peninsula of Michigan in the middle of the winter uh, because of the weather. But in the summertime, it can be very pleasant up there. You folks visited the, the Keweenaw Peninsula, which is where a whole lot of copper came from about 100 years ago. Little tiny hook right off the very top of the upper part of the peninsula. Did you feel that other travelers, what was the attitude of, of other folks who were traveling up there? Were they similarly kind of casual about things? Um, I felt that the average traveler who was a regional traveler uh, saw lots of Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, uh, Iowa license plates in the parking lots. Uh, I felt that the travelers had definitely let their guard down. And I also have to say that, uh, and again, this this is a tour I've done many, many years. I really have a feel for the area at this Mm -hmm. time of year. But uh, if the Keweenaw... Uh, is not a secret anymore. It at least was not a secret this year. Um, The feeling there was that since uh, a a lot of these people may have been perhaps uh, originally or or usually going to Canada, but with the border closed, they had just gone as far north as they could, which is the upper peninsula of Michigan. Can we, let's shift uh, uh, subjects here just for a moment. I know Mackinac Island is one of your favorite destinations um, and as you mentioned, you, you are privileged enough to get to go there on a pretty regular basis. Um, what would you, t- I think Mackinac is probably one of the destinations that people in this part of the country overlook a lot. It's a small Island. It's off the coast of Michigan. You can only go there a part of the year. Uh, what would you say to people who might be listening right now that might uh, help them understand what a special destination Mackinac Island is? Oh, my gosh. I can't even begin to describe Mackinac. One of its disadvantages, I guess, for for many travelers is that it's not on the way to anything. So you're never likely just to find yourself there. It's not on the way to anything. (laughs) If you're going to Mackinac, you have to be going to Mackinac. There you go. Uh, And uh, (laughs) there's not an airport that's very close, a, a tiny regional airport in Pelston. But even then, you have to really negotiate how you're going to get from Pelston to Mackinac City and then taking the ferry across to the island. But um, if you're looking for a major airport, then you're going to be looking as far afield as as Detroit, uh, which is, gosh, four or five hour drive. But friends, it is worth it. It is a magical, wonderful, beautiful, historic spot that is forever anchored in the Victorian era, up to and including the fact that no vehicles are allowed on the island. So after you get off your ferry, you either walk or you take a bike or you grab a horse. And that's the only (laughs) way to move around. Wow. And um, what did did you guys do? Things don't. We we took horses. Did you? (laughs) I did a lot of walking. I think our our first day on the island, I I personally locked it about eight miles. in fact, it's the only state highway in America, which is the Michigan route. I believe it's Michigan 22 that encircles the island. It's the only state route in America that is a designated state highway, 
in which no vehicular traffic is allowed. It begs the question, um, how does one call an Uber on Mackinac Island? (laughs) Yeah, no Uber. (laughs) However, the taxi, quote, taxi service, which is a horse and carriage, is 24-7, 365 days a year. Even in the dead of winter, they are operative to serve the island's tiny year-round population which I think only numbers about 50. Okay, you just uh, you just made that trip there, uh, Clayton. Is there a particular time of the year that's a better time to visit than other? Well, it is a seasonal resort. Uh, the island opens in the spring. It closes in the fall. Um, every season has its advantages. Uh, the, the island is absolutely covered with lilacs, so early summer is a beautiful time uh, to see those particular flowers, though any time of year, the foliage and 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 the, the flower displays throughout the island are really quite stunning. Any time is a wonderful time. Uh, if you love kids, being there in the summer, it's definitely a family destination. Uh, if you don't care as much for kids, then go in the fall after school starts. And bring your wallet because Mackinac Island, and in particular the Grand Hotel where uh, Sports Leisure Vacations stays and, and uh, Clayton likes to to hang out is is not an inexpensive place to be. No, it's a, it's a little nice pricey. Resort. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's a, a little, little pricey. You, but you're staying in one of the most historic properties in America. It was built in the 1880s. It boasts America's longest front porch, 660 feet long, and complete rocking chairs side by side by side <laughs> from one end to the other. That's so great. just sitting on the front porch for an hour or a day and rocking and watching the ships go by is it's worth the price of admission, absolutely. If it's not on your bucket list already, yeah. it should be, uh, Mackinac Island. Um, one more shifting of gears here, um, Clayton. This past week um, at Sports Leisure Vacations, we lost a traveler who had been around and had traveled with us to many places over many, many years, very well known by uh, to many of the folks who travel with us. I know a personal friend of yours. I wanted to take... Just a moment here and remember George Angie, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to, I think you had a story that you wanted to share that maybe tied into what we were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I am still adjusting to imagining a world without Gigi, as I called her, and many of her friends did, though I will suggest that I think I gave her that nickname. (laughs) Um. But uh, she was a very, very special friend. My birthday uh, was August 11th. Hers would have been September 11th. And we usually got together um, sometime in between and celebrated. In fact, we were going to be doing that this week. But when I was on the island on August the 11th, my birthday, which unknown to me at the time was the day she passed, I remembered about five years ago being on the island with Gigi, and we were there on September 11th. And she was kind of sad, and um, I was like, you know, what's going on or whatever? And she says, well, it's my birthday, but it's also 9-11. So it's this day that everybody in America, you know, is kind of sad and crazy. And I was like, well, we need to fix that. So we went to a a restaurant on the island, uh, which is called the Yankee Rebel, which I thought was very appropriate because everybody knows I'm from Georgia, so I guess I'm – Uh, in some ways a rebel. We just had a stunning dinner that night, and we had drinks and just made everything better. And and that was the way Gigi was. She made everything better. When she was on tour with you, 
you had more fun. When she and I got together uh, personally, which we did on many occasions to celebrate many events, and, and always when my mother visited uh, or visits, uh, uh, Gigi would be a part of that. And, and she just always made things better. And I just, I think I, I, I just, I, I, I can't imagine that those things aren't going to happen anymore. And um, I know this is probably news is coming as a shock to a number of people. The, the word is just beginning to get around. But um, we, we all are going to miss George Ann G. She was, she was a fine, fine woman and a, and a beautiful friend. And, um, yeah, we're going to miss her. Yeah, nice tribute. We call ourselves a, a travel family, and uh, that I'm sure and many businesses do that because many businesses have a special relationship with their with the people that they do business with every day and that's always been we're lucky enough to be in the the making dreams come true business at sports leisure vacations but from now on the dreams will have to come true without one of our favorite people so rest in peace georgian well done mark uh, and uh, clayton uh I'm you guys uh, just you know in a way clayton actually by the time i never met uh, georgia but by the time he was done, I feel like I, I kind of know her and feel like I, I missed out by not having an opportunity to travel with her. Well, we have a lot of wonderful people who travel uh, on the road with us. And as I mentioned, other companies have the same relationship, I'm sure, with some of their customers. But this one was kind of special. She will be missed. All right. Here on the Travel Guys, by the way, uh, links to our special guests and more can be found at Travel Guys Radio, including podcasts of uh, previous programs. Uh, let's see, coming up, rental cars remain a huge challenge. Prices, availability, and so much more. There's a lot of scams going on. We'd like to take a few minutes and uh, maybe see if we can uh, save you from yourself. That's next here on the Travel Guys. Hey there, Mark and Tom, Travel and Entertainment Guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Again, TravelGuysRadio.com. Mark, you know, I made an attempt to plan a trip to uh, to San Antonio some weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, chose to not go because of, uh, you know, the, the increase in, uh, in COVID and so forth. And in the process, I went ahead and uh, rented a car because we're going to be talking about car rentals and... Uh, you know, I went to, I stayed with the majors, and one of the majors was was major prize. And then I went to the old Reliable. Last time I checked with him, they had no cars in San Antonio. This time, they had plenty of cars, and I got a crazy rate for a five-day rental, which made me think, well, gee, you know, what's going on? Why did I get such a great rate, and, uh, and what's going on? But yeah. now, I, I understand. Is, is Are you going to tell us changed? the name of the company? It was budget. Budget, okay. Budget. Yes. Most people yes. don't know now that they, almost all of the rental car brands, the top tier brands, are owned by two corporations. Right. So when yes. you go to do business with Hertz um, or one of several other companies, you're still doing business with Hertz. Um, you go over and you're, you're doing business with Avis or whomever, and you're doing business with the other groups. So sometimes, sometimes you get mad and you think you're changing companies. I'm going to take my <laughs> business somewhere else. And all you did Not was, really. you, yeah, you didn't really take it somewhere else. Um, the rental car situation is rapidly not getting better. And the reason it's not getting better is because the rental car companies, you know, they sold off 
a lot of their fleet. They didn't have a lot of money. The cars were sitting in the lot. They couldn't make the payments, so they sold a lot of it off. So then you think, well, they got a chunk of cash. Business comes back. Go out and buy some new cars. Great idea, except that with the shortage of microchips, new cars are not rolling off the assembly line with the rapidity that they did. And so the demand is higher because the supply is less. The rental car companies are not in a position to pay up because for many years they gave their customers absolutely crappy service and continue to do so, by the way, um, and while they were eaten alive by the ride-sharing people. So people started saying, well, hell, if it's going to cost me $75 to rent a car and I have to go through all this hassle, fill the tank up, all this different stuff, then – and and they did the math, and they said, well, you know, I could just do Uber or Lyft, and it's going to cost me about the same amount. Well, now, of course, Uber and Lyft prices have gone up pretty dramatically. So the, the math there may be different, but also the rental car prices have gone up dramatically. And a lot of people are, are resulting to things, resorting to things they wouldn't normally resort to. Like, for example, in Hawaii, uh, people have, have figured out that perhaps it might be cheaper to rent a U-Haul van than a car. <laughs> I've so, I mean, picture people driving around uh, Honolulu on their vacation with a lay around their neck in a U-Haul van. Um, right, and with a sign on the side that says, uh, all day for nineteen ninety-five. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So plus, say, plus gas. <laughs> so folks say, well, you know what, I'll rent from one of, I'll, I'll, I'll avoid the big companies. I'll go to a smaller company because here I see online that instead of $149 a day, these guys are $89 a day. Except mm-hmm. that when you get to the airport, when you rent with Hertz, and if you belong to their frequent uh, renter program, which even if you don't rent frequently, I strongly recommend that just to stay out of the lines at the airport. But uh, you're going to get to the airport, and you're going to find that second-tier company doesn't have as much in the way of customer service. You're going to get to the airport, and there's two people helping folks renting a car from Firefall, rental company and there's 19 people in line and each one is taking five minutes because each agent is trying to upsell the people on insurance and anything that they can possibly think of because it's a cheap rate so just like the airlines that give you a cheap rate and then sell you your seat and the right to put luggage above you and all that stuff to get you back to the fare that you would have paid in the first place this is the same thing that's happening with the car rental companies so cheap isn't always cheaper and you're going to find out with these second-tier companies comes a whole massive – if you thought the customer service was bad from Hertz and Avis, you have no concept of what bad customer service is. And plus, you get a rental car. Now you've got a $25,000, $50,000 vehicle there. And uh, what if something goes wrong? Now, their system for, for fixing things is a lot different than Hertz and Avis and stuff like that. And now you're not a, you're not a long-time valued customer. You're a brand-new customer. So just be really careful there with with bailing and saying, well, you know, don't let price be the only thing. And the other thing that you need to know is that when now we used to say, well, you know, when's the best day to fly? When's the cheapest airfare or when's the hotel? You know, how can I I stay three nights and when are the cheapest nights in a week? Now you've got to look at your car rental and say, well, um, if I go this week, maybe the car rental is $200 cheaper than it is this other week. And that offsets the increase in airfare. So now car rental has to become one of the things that you keep an eye on when you're getting ready to travel. Okay, enough about car rentals. Before we uh, wrap up here, Tom, I wanted to share a couple of other things. We were talking earlier in the program about uh, getting tested before you travel. 
and being careful about time and stuff, also be careful about what type of test you get. In most cases, you are looking for a PCR test, not an instant test, which is antigen. So PCR is likely what you're looking for when you're getting ready to do one of those tests uh, before you travel. So make sure you be really, really careful there because that's really important. And one really important thing here, Tom, is that is to remember um, we were remembering one of the folks in our traveling family at Sports Leisure Vacations who had passed Bernice Jurich, who has traveled with me for almost all of my 42 years, um, has a travel club number below 100, and we've issued 54,000 cards. Today is her 95th birthday. So to Bernice. Wow. Bernice, happy, happy birthday. Happy 95th birthday to Bernice. And one other little thing here. Um, quick tip. If you are on a cruise ship, Remember that, and you have any dispute or, that you want to take care of that involves money, particularly gratuities posted to your account, mm-hmm. do not wait until the very last day when they slip that bill under your door. That might be 10 minutes before you get off the ship. Make sure that you go and check. If you're on a cruise, make it your absolute mandatory thing to go and check your bill a day or two before you get off the ship so that you can see if everything is okay. It's really hard to get things corrected once you get off the ship. And I don't know if they intentionally put those bills under your door five minutes before you get off to make it hard to correct things, but I have my suspicions. So that's just one more quick tip before we finish up. There you go. Well, great great advice. Uh, now, uh, okay, well, that just about wraps it up for another edition of the Travel Guys, my friends. Next week, uh, let's see, we're going to be... We talked about it earlier, Mark. What are we doing next We're week? We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, how people are traveling and how they're doing it safely here with COVID all over the place. Safe travel with the Travel Guys. Stay well, yeah. my friends. Dance like nobody's watching. We'll see you next week right here at 3 o'clock. The